Welcome everyone to Haters Drinking Hatred. With me as always is a man who is constantly in foul trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Siddharth Mehta. What's up, Sid? Bing bong. Bing bong it is. Bing bong it is. Alright, do you want to start there? Do you want to start uh, with I the mean, New York Knickerbockers? I mean, there's nowhere else to start Shall in we? this I, world today. I think today. We're, we're probably going to spend the entire episode in the Eastern Conference, right? I'm I'm just going to take a I wild a few, guess. I have a few things, but uh, they're, they're stray smaller thoughts that don't Straight, just need random thoughts, immediate just random attention firing of synapses dude it's only been five six games like yeah we're, we're only here for hot takes bad takes and general hatage yeah so, just wild uh wild overreactions that's all it is that's all all the yeah. early se- i just want to set it up uh to all our listeners who weren't there last season this entire first half is just wild overreactions only by all-star game do we get to anything really solid and reasonable <laughs> Correct. So, I think I want to start off with a trivia question. Yes. How many teams in the NBA currently hold a 5-1 and one record? I know three, which is you not know, bad. Okay, which are okay. the three? That's the Warriors in the West. That's the yeah. Knicks. Uh, yeah. That's the Bulls. Yeah. Those are the... Those, wait, the Jazz. The Jazz. No, they are not. They are actually 4-1. Four and, four and one. Four and one. Okay, shit. All right. So um, no. I did. Who else? The other two teams are. Hold on to your seat. <laughs> the the Miami Heat. Oh shit! Yeah, the Heat. Okay. Fuck. And this is gonna kick your ass. Okay. Hmm. The Washington Wizards. <laughs> God the damn it! Five, I knew that one. The the ah, five shit, and one I Washington one. Wizards. I just I just read. Oh man, I knew that one. Shit, I could have gotten four. I would not have gotten the Heat. I was. I have not kept up with the Heat since I made my prediction two weeks ago that they were going to make the conference finals. Since then, I haven't kept up. But okay. uh, I just thought it was the irrational hatred of Kyle Lowry. But no, it's not. not. Like, no, two weeks ago, I fully went to bat for them. I will go to bat for them till the end. I'm just not super. I just haven't been able to watch their games over the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But the but the Wizards but is one that I should have gotten. Forget everything. Bing bong. Bing bong. What are we doing here in the NBA if we're not talking about the New York Knicks? The Knicks. Go nuts. The Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks. This, in a positive <laughs> tone for the first the time Knicks. by Sidan Mehta. This is a first for the podcast. No, by this the was, way. It, it, it was this and the time I went completely Jerry Seinfeld on, <laughs> on that entire like, spell with Randall. Heading into the All-Star game last year. <laughs> uh, Julius Randle, by the way, has figured out that uh, people called him shit and all. And then he said, no, I'm not. And then he started playing well. Yeah, I mean, uh, RJ Barrett just went off. I think it was this morning, right? Yeah, this morning. RJ Barrett he decided, you know, I want to win a game today. <laughs> and and he just went and scored 35 points in 36 yeah. minutes. In 12 of 18 shooting, 5 of 6 from the line, 6 of 8 from 3. Incredible. Incredible. No, that, that's an insane performance from a player that I think a lot of people have been waiting to pop. Like, yeah. I, I know he was uh, he was highly touted in his draft class. Like, if you if you played... His draft uh, class is Zion, Ja yeah. and him. Yeah. So, very, very highly touted dude. Just didn't happen for him in those first two years, I think. But yeah, it's tough. I think this could be the year. It's Tom I mean, Thibodeau. He was, he, was, uh, he was quite good last year. I mean, yeah. he, he bought, I think he had almost 19 points a game nearly. Well, that's Not what you're going to get. Any young player is going to get a, like a 10% bump from playing for Tibbs, right? That's just well, that's the yeah, nature well, yeah. of the beast. No, and I, I think it's just you get it with time. Yeah. Like a lot of these guys who are entering their third and fourth year, we're seeing these jumps in growth but like we're not we shouldn't be surprised by them like the fact that these jumps are happening we're just surprised by some of the just levels at which they're happening at so rj barrett is a prime example of this the other one is miles bridges miles bridges yeah yeah also fantastic he doesn't have a contract though yet apparently there was that uh, giant lowball offer 60 4 for million four. 60. Yeah. Four for four for 60 million, which is yeah. ridiculous. What are the Hornets thinking? Who else do they have to pay? I know they're paying Hayward, but fuck that. Secure Miles Bridges, you idiots. Well, 
you can add another 50 million to that 60 How much? million yeah exactly and then you're somewhere in the region because he is getting 100 for four at 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 the bare minimum he's getting 100 for four and then and there's the going to be an idiot going, team the way he's going yeah and there's going to be an idiot team that does the 120 you just know it there's going to be a team that does is the that 120 idiot as well idiot team the new york knicks <laughs> yeah i think it could be the new york knicks can How i just say they... today i read a caption that said evan fournier is the french dipped allen houston Oh my god what a reference that is Yeah I, I as as before it's, you said Evan Fournier by the way I immediately went over just talking bad contracts and I went over and I googled Evan Fournier contract just to just to say it he's earning nearly 80 million dollars over 4 years Yeah but he's The Knicks are not his contract The the Knicks are not completely unnixed. Yes, but he is he's having a no, I mean, no, no. He's, he's the, the, the Knicks cannot. Season. They they have to play through years of curse, right? <laughs> they have to they have to do lots of puja at the 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 mandir at this point. Okay, like it's gonna take a while <laughs> to get all the fucking bad energy out of this. It's <laughs> so a lot of that, it. That means you have to pay Nolan's Noel. You have to pay Mitchell Robinson. You have to pay Evan Fournier. you have to constantly tell like randall that he's all nba material you have to believe in rj barrett that's there's a lot to, of work that goes into this you have to tell derek rose's body not to break down on an hour by hour basis you're just like please yeah. hold up that one more month is an entire morning puja that they <laughs> yeah, yeah. every morning <laughs> like from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock 15 surya namaskars <laughs> you know Where all the D rows line from Adidas from one to eight, and perform like the Surya Namaskars in that order. It's very, very. Uh, this is a lot that goes into this. But aside from laughing at their contracts, and look, we laugh at contracts. We laugh at rock locker room bullshit. We laugh at tweets and Instagram and all. But you know what's great? From everything we've done this year, like from like June onwards. it's just been nonsense and now we can talk about basketball yeah what they're doing on the floor let's and um, have you seen some some things from the Knicks have you seen some flashes i have i have seen some flashes i saw the rj barrett uh, supernova uh, can't even call that a flash i've seen kemba put in some effort Like oh, I forgot, we forgot Kemba was there. Kemba huh? Walker was there. So I just want to yeah. go through some statistics, right? Just let's go through some stats just to put the Knicks in perspective. Cuz this isn't like I know when we get to the Bulls uh which we will of course, we're going to be talk a lot about the play and how how much fun they are to fucking watch. Right? Uh there's a there's a DeRozan highlight um that uh that was just playing that I just will keep on loop forever I don't know if you watched this but we'll talk about I it I don't think I have uh, where he basically just put Jordan Clarkson on a yo-yo uh destroyed his life but all right let's go through the let's go through the next focus on Knicks and the and the and the stats Knicks are currently 5th in 3 point attempts per game they are 4th in efficiency so it's 30 38% uh That's and good. against and against the Bulls they shot 38% from uh from uh, from the three but from against the 76ers they shot 43%. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about blocks, right? And I'll just jump uh, forget the turnovers, we'll go from blocks to um to uh, points, right? In blocks, the Knicks rank 4th with 6.8 and that's Mitchell Robinson and Taj Gibson just having a fantastic just having being an incredible addition, right? Uh and then jumping over to points You've got they brought in Evan Fournier, which of course has contributed. Kemba Walker, until he inevitably gets injured, uh, is going to be a contributor. They are third in overall points per game through five. So of course, I these are all wild it. overreactions. Yeah. These are wild overreactions. They have a team that has at least a minimum of two point guards that are constantly at risk of injury, but they are currently third in overall points per game. Nothing to scoff at. uh for a team that's that struggled massively until last season so this is this is clearly a step forward from last season which we thought was an aberration which we thought was completely nuts and just julius randle having an incredible year they've clearly stepped forward with some signings that didn't really make sense in the off season we did chide them a lot for those signings that's true but over 5 games they are correct in feeling vindicated so If injuries now, if injuries derail this, they're right in saying that. Oh well, it was an injury. What what the fuck are you going to do? But if the test case is, hey, here's Cedric Parabas. Here's everything going well. Everything going perfectly. 
we took a step forward. Shit, I think uh, the front office and Tibbs and everybody deserves a shit ton of credit for what they've done because they've done it without signing a superstar. They've done it without making any major splashes. That okay, fine. Eighty for four for Evan Fournier seems like a big number, but in the in the scale of thing, it's not a big number. No, I right? mean the last year was a team option, and the third third year was a partial guarantee. I think. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of scope to move with those things. They've kept themselves flexible. They've kept, well, their core of Julius Randle and Derek Rose and all those guys from last year who performed, and RJ Barrett. Most importantly, they've they've got him and they've got him performing well. Sid, what are you? Let let's uh, realign. And we didn't even discuss the Knicks in preseason, right? We talked about no, the Bulls, we barely did, and we yeah. talked about a couple of the other teams who were doing interesting things, and we just largely laughed at the Bulls for the Evan Fournier contract and the Kemba deal. You mean the Knicks? Uh, sorry, the Knicks. We were mostly just not laughed at them for the Kemba deal and everything else. But have your expected expectations realigned since then? Like, are you, or is this a blip? It's not a blip. Uh, it's a much big. There is a much bigger thing at foot. Before we continue with the bigger thing, also the Knicks. Uh, you said there were two guards, but there's three. There's quickly as well. Hmm. And as and and that brings me to the point that I wanted to make, which is like they've actually drafted well. So yeah. so quickly yeah. is there. And Obi Toppin is starting to look like they have ideas for what he should do in life, and he seems to be able to do them. Always a good thing. Yeah, it's crazy how that happens very rarely in this league. Obi Toppin um, is year two, right? I'm not getting yeah. that wrong. He's year two. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, he's they're playing him at five. I don't know. <laughs> it's four and five. Anyway, so uh, the bigger picture here is. Um, we need to talk about the actual reality of the NBA right now. It's not the NBA of this last decade and most of the history of the NBA where we all just stand around and say, hey, do you know there's two conferences in the NBA? One of them is the West and then there's another one. And then we just don't really yeah. discuss the East because it sucks horribly most of the time. Propped up by LeBron and whatever he's doing is usually what the East is for the last yeah, 10 years. Yeah, basically. This year, we have this exciting New York team. We have an other exciting team elsewhere in the country. Young team coming up. And uh, we have an exciting team from last year that made it all the way to the conference finals. So, you have to ask yourself... Are any of these teams the favorite to win the division, uh, the win the conference? And the answer is no, because the defending champions are in the East, and the most highly touted team to win the NBA is in the East as well. Yeah. So if you look at the Knicks in the scheme of things, if they get the same seed as last year, it's a win, and that yeah. means the East is stronger than the West. Oh, the East is that. That's a hundred percent. That it is stronger than the West. I think that now, yeah, but and that's a shift we that? haven't seen. Yeah, that's a shift we haven't seen since when? Since I don't remember. Shaq and Kobe Lakers. Well, maybe Heat, LeBron Heat, LeBron maybe. Heat. But they were the one team. So ever since LeBron has been in the East, he has been the one and only outlier. Right? It's literally been him, and then a giant gulf to uh, Carmelo's MJ, one Knicks team. MJ in the nineties, because then, then what yeah. do we have? We just have like we had like. Yeah, it'd be something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe because there, MJ there in the nineties times in the middle that I'm not remembering because I'm not that much of a nerd. But like, and, yeah, and that might have been a season or two because there were no aside from the Celt again the Celtics in 08, right when Pistons. they were formed. Um, Pistons. So when the Pistons as well, again one team by itself kind of their their real their real battles came in the NBA Finals. It wasn't really the kind of packed Eastern Conference, the packed West that we've seen for the last. Seven, eight, ten years, I think. Yeah, where the, the West, West has just been constantly like. packed every single year. That that in the Eastern Conference setting hasn't happened since like Jazz, Bulls, Celtics, everybody, the Pistons in the nineties with Jordan. West, by the with, way, but yeah. Sorry, yeah, uh, with the uh, Pistons and the Celtics and everybody else in the nineties with Jordan. Yeah, yeah, that really hasn't happened since. No, you're right, and that's what I'm saying. So. It's a good it's a good thing to think about this and it's frankly very exciting for the NBA because uh, the West needed to be interesting and the East needed to get strong. I think the thing is the the West would actually be toe to toe with the East if it weren't for the injuries. 
you know, if you think about it, like if Jamal Murray was still there, if Kawhi was still there and Clay was there, then we'd have equal balance yeah. for the first yeah, yeah, time yeah. in, I can't even remember, you know, or maybe the West would actually be stronger again, you know, if you think about it, like it, it it's, yeah, I mean, a Kawhi Clippers team can smoke half these dudes. In the I East, think Kawhi and Kawhi and Murray both back. Yeah. Then it's, then it's slanting West. Then, then it's slanting a bit west. Yeah, exactly. So, but that that it's slanting. You can't say overwhelmingly yeah. that the that the Hawks can't play, um, can't play against the Nuggets and beat them. I think the Hawks could beat the Nuggets. You know. Yeah, because if there's so, three teams in in that conference, you think can beat the best team here. Because if we if we were put a, put a gun to each other's heads and say that, I'd probably pick the Clippers with a gun to my head. You might pick the. Clippers, Nuggets, who would you pick in the West as the best team? With everybody back. With everybody back. Dude, you can't pick, not pick LeBron. That's just not a good thing. Ah, okay, fine. You're making the boring choice. Fine, the Lakers. It's All right, so the Lakers choice. can be beaten. It's, 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 it's like saying to be it's like counterproductive, like the sun rises it's, in the north northeast. It's Thanos is inevitable. Fine. But it's east. It's, yeah, you know? fine. So there's, yeah. But there's at least three teams in the east that could beat the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's enough. That's enough to say that. that I it's mean, it's amazing. Even. Just just think about that. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So um, so going back to the Knicks, the Knicks should be thrilled that they're not we're not mocking them at this exact moment in time. Um, and uh, no, I'm not saying that everyone that we're not mocking is good. We mock the good teams a lot as well. It's just that um, this team's actually fun, and this fan base is going. Ape shit, dude. Like the yeah. videos that they're sharing, the noise that they're making, this entire bing bong nonsense is so funny, man. It's so energizing. And that's when you realize that the diversity is what makes the NBA interesting. Like in the sense that each each fan base, each way that these people approach basketball is more interesting than being like, oh, there's like four teams that can win the whole thing that that happens every year there can only be four teams that could win the whole thing yeah but that's that's not why we're watching we're not watching otherwise we just all just show up at the playoffs right like why why bother watch anything else you know yeah like like LeBron yeah yeah exactly but even then like it's it's cool (laughs) it's really cool (laughs) that we have all this going on no, I think it's incredible that we have... And look, the the league is better, and I don't want to get into a big market, small market thing. The league is better when the Knicks, the Lakers, the Celtics, Philly, everyone, all these guys have a good team. Like, the, it's well, just It's just half better. of those teams that you mentioned that have good teams at this point. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not Philly or Boston that has good teams. <laughs> I just threw Boston in there, actually, just for myself. That was, yes. that was more for me, that I'm happier with Boston. Uh, as a I couldn't let team. you have that much pity. It's just me and Simmons, really, with, with yeah. the niche basketball podcasting with the two people who are happy. But yeah, I think I think this uh, if the Knicks are on a path to recovery or if they're just at least fun to watch, I think that's great for the league. Fuck, that's fantastic. Are they just relevant? Yeah. You know? So, and I think they are. And I don't think they're going anywhere. And I think they're going to be around here, three, four, two, one. I don't even know. what. Can they win? A, can they be the best team in the East? I mean, no, it's like two percent chance of that happening. But that's you know, a not long zero. ways away. That's a long yeah, ways it, away. I it's mean, not like zero, which it was last year. Yeah, yeah, or the yeah, year yeah. Before it's, that, like it's actually two percent now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I think yeah. now there's possibly there's possibly a scope where they have enough pieces to maybe execute a big trade, maybe get a superstar in there in free agency. Like someone could be interested in joining. Which clearly wasn't the case, let's say, two years ago when, uh, or three years ago when Kyrie and Kevin Durant were on the table. And that was yeah. not a team I think anyone wanted to go to. And so their point of going to the Nets was completely fair. Yeah. So they and now, now at suddenly least... the Nets look kind of lame because they didn't, they were going, they were the Knicks like three years ago. Yeah. And, and now they completely they're like gave that up. Really boring team, frankly. You well, know, yeah, I mean, when Katie and Harden doing everything, and then all these other dudes stand around, and Patty Mills jacks up a three, and Blake pretends like he's got knees and all. Like, it's a whole thing. I, and I, Marcus Aldridge might actually finish the season, and that'll be nice. Look, we're, we're not going to do the Nets right now. We're not, because I have, 
I have thoughts and I have conspiracy theories and I have takes which we will reserve for another episode when we have less to talk about in terms of basketball. Right now, we actually have um, actual teams playing basketball interestingly to talk about. So, we're going to focus on that. Um, uh, there is a team There is a team I wanted to talk about. Yeah. We, we don't talk about them at all. Actually, Never we have might have mentioned them probably twice. And they're called the Chachago Bulls. Is that, is that how it's I'm pronounced? That right. Are you sure yeah. that it's, it's that? I mean, who talks about this ever? Where are so? they from? Is this... Is this uh, Chachago? Montana? Where is this? Know. Where is this city have, located? Uh, it's a complete mystery to me. I do know they but were red. I have heard Chachago that they were red. Had Michael Jordan in it, I believe. Yes, so that I, was cool. That's true. Know? That was twenty-five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, happened. anyway, the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> if I've made my point clear to everybody, have been so irrelevant that sometimes we wouldn't even say Chicago. Um. Well. I think I'm going to leave like, this to you because no, this uh, you, like, you have some stuff about this. Yeah, because also just to, just to make your point, this is like, you know, when, when you were following basketball as a kid, you're like, what are the Chicago Bulls up to? And for the last 10 years, it has been nothing. One Derrick Rose season, but aside from that, nothing. We have had no reason to discuss them. We have had no reason to talk about them. And then this last preseason happens. And, and we did discuss them in detail um, in this preseason because uh, there were some moves there that made... Perfect sense. Like I, as soon as that deal happened, I loved the pairing of Lonzo Ball and Caruso in the backcourt. I think that is a fantastic pairing, and, it, and it's working out. Like it, it made sense in theory, and it's making sense in practice. Caruso is a human highlight reel. I love Caruso. I think Lonzo Ball has finally found a space, which is like, it's not designed around him. It's, it's more. It's, it's still Levine's team for sure. But it's still, he's a better fit in that piece than he has ever been or had ever been at, at, at the Lakers who were just who were just waiting to trade all those guys anyways. Yeah. Or and at he's the also Pelicans. gotten better. He's just yeah, gotten better. He genuinely has. But now, and it, that, 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 that improvement has more, has more of a canvas to play on, right? He's not playing this really, really tiny little thing like waiting for Zion to be fit or waiting for the right trade package to show up like it was in LA. It's not that anymore. This is a real team that he's playing on with a real system that kind of works for him. And the third thing, the thing that I'm most shocked by is DeRozan. I, yeah, we kind of forget how good he is, right? Yeah, and we, we all forgot how good DeRozan was, man. Everyone did. And I remember saying that, oh, the Bulls hit three, missed one because they got, I, I thought they got three really good players in free agency. Uh, but I thought that DeRozan contract was a mess. No, I, the that, contract is still trash. I'm yeah. not. It's not. I'm not revising that take. No, but I think what DeRozan is doing on the court is phenomenal. I didn't even think he was gonna he was gonna be this good. What I was talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, but you know he played for the San Antonio Spurs. Exactly. And, like I watched three Spurs games last year. Three. But I mean, it's not like he was setting the stats on on fire either. I mean, he was no, just, no, he was. He was top ten was, in assists last year. Uh, fair, fair. But I yeah, think what you, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he still got 20. He still put like 10 assists in. We we just don't like you know. It, it's like okay, Manu, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker. Are we done here? Can we talk yeah. about something else now? And it's really wrong because the Spurs are actually one of the most relevant teams of the last 30 years. But still, like um, this this uh, this guy has been doing well. It's just yeah. that. Um, have That's you seen the DeRozan that. crossover? Have you seen the crossover on Clarkson? I urge you, everyone, to YouTube it. It's the first thing you see on YouTube. If you just Google DeRozan and Clarkson, that ball control is phenomenal. You would, like This is a player who hasn't been relevant for three years so, uh, for, since the Raptors trade, really. So we forget how really fucking skilled he is and that he was at one point considered a top 25 player. He, that is such a good crossover against a against a guy who's no who's not a slouch on it. Like John Clarkson is an idiot on defense, and he just puts him on a fucking yo-yo, man. It is so good to watch, and that whole team is like like they're built for highlights. It is so much fun to watch them play. Caruso had this incredible behind the back bounce pass to Zach Levine um, about two games ago, I think. Incredible! Like this is the ultimate. Like if you just want to watch basketball because it's fun. And you don't yeah. have a team that you really support. Watch the Chicago Bulls. Because you will have six moments in every game. 
that are just wow i want to rewind and watch that again yeah i mean i, I to just echo the point with the highlights i still think lonzo's alley-oops are better than lamelo's controversial take controversial no, it's not, take it's not. I mean, because he does lamelo to bridges ones. i think he lamelo to has... bridges is going to go down in history as one of the all time like alley oop combos if if they sign uh, bridges to a, a decent yeah, extension they're but very Lonzo good as a combo had zion yeah i mean yeah and 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 speaking of highlights lonzo throwing down for caruso was sick that was an insane are, highlight like they are a sick backcourt pairing like it's just insane Mm. Ah, it's so much fun to watch. It is so much fun to watch. But that, that's I, I'm, a... I'm going to have to pump the brakes on your Bulls. I'm going to have to rain on the Bulls on parade. Okay, sure. Let's go. Because Patrick Williams yeah. is super injured. Uh, four to six months, I believe. Something like that, he, right? He's probably not going to play Done this for the season. season. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's like their only tall person who's good at defense. And he's a rookie, and he's getting good. Me, wait, one second. Are you telling me Nikola Vucevic is not an A plus defender? Is that what you're telling me right now? Do you need what? someone to tell you what? that? Why That's are you saying? Kind of, is, kind of is he not? Actually. Is he bad at defense? Ah, oh, shit! Oh, I looked into this earlier. I should have. And I secondly, should have done some research on Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> shit, yeah, if we had not mentioned him until now, and just. <laughs> His team is five and one, <laughs> and we're still referring. We're only talking negatives about him. It's insane. But <laughs> the other big defense. Negative, what else are you going to talk about, Nikola Vucevic? What glowing uh, positives are you going to discuss? Sometimes he scores. Anyway, <laughs> um, the other big problem here is Zach Levine's thumb ligament tear in his left hand. Yes. That what is, is the timeline on that? Uh, I don't they know. Mention a it timeline cannot be because good. It has all I see are interviews of him saying, "I'm going to be back really soon." Cool, bro. <laughs> I get that. Of course, you want to come back. Yeah, but like, but you might need your thumb to catch the ball. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a thumb expert. <laughs> you can't just. But I am a things. catching the ball kind of. Like you know, I've done it before and all, and I've used my thumbs quite a lot. And um, the passes we throw to each other are trash. Like yeah. these guys, like. Try and take each other's heads off with the passes. So <laughs> Lonzo know, ball passes are bullets pretending to be basketballs. In yeah. some cases, I mean he can kill people with that. Yeah, a hundred percent of that hit you in the head. Zach Levine having to catch one of those with his hand not fully ready and all. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I and know. every time that time because it's not possible. I mean, I mean, I'll do some research now because the last few articles that I saw were that typical uh, Zach Levine insists he will return. Great. Again, I love the confidence, but the fact that no one has a timeline is very. This is a Zion Williamson thing, right? So, oh boy, for th- for those of you who who may not have followed that story, um, uh, David Griffin, who's the GM of the Pelicans, said in an interview that Zion, would, and this was about a month or two ago, maybe around summer league, said that Zion Williamson would be back for opening day. Um, it's two days away from opening day, which was two weeks ago. And they say, okay, is Zion Wilson playing? And David Griffin says, no, I never said he was going to play on opening day. Completely lying about a quote he gave two weeks, a month or so ago. Zion Williamson, still, uh, there's very, very vague timelines on that injury, which yeah. always scares the shit out of me when there are uh, vague apparently timelines. Apparently, he started running. That's the only real thing we've gotten up at. In life? Like, yeah. Is this day one of him running in life? I'm concerned when I people say shit like that. I think it's week one now, to be fair, uh, to be pedantic. <laughs> week one of him running in life. This news was from last week. So, um, just to correct oh, you there. Yeah. And just, it's it's scary when it happens with these, like, Zach Levine with the thumb and everything is fine. Um, the Zion situation is, of course, it's way, like, way more punches paranoia because that man I is think, like, walking I think we need to talk stuff. about this. I think you have something hidden in here. And I think no, we're all trying to dance around this. And I think you need to talk about this right now. Are we, are we so done with pause, the Bulls? We're going to pause everything. We're going to pause okay, everything. Let's pause. The Bulls All are right. done. It's fine. Okay. Five and one. They're doing great. Life is great. <laughs> you you want to take a seat and just yeah. like, you know, think back about your feelings about Zion and, you know, how these things have it's, affected you. And yeah. then suddenly one injury, then, oh, he, he kind of walks weird. 
and everyone's like, why are you talking about the dude walking? Oh no, he just happens to be like heavier than Charles Barkley ever was. And, um, you know, that's like a thing. And, um, he keeps gaining huge amounts of weight when he gets injured. Yeah. And, uh, Not just in the off season, when he, any time he isn't playing four basketball games a week, he seems to put on a lot of weight. By a lot, I mean like it's you and me combined kind of weight. It's yeah, how much he weighs. He is. Like, he already we're not, weighs. We're not exaggerating. He's actually he actually gets up to almost like a hundred and thirty forty kilos. Like yeah, that is you and intense. me combined. That that's what I'm saying. Like, Simple it's, fact. It's, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll say, I'll just. I'll just get into it. So I was looking at some Rorschach drawings the other day, said as I do, you know, yeah, on the weekends. Yeah, you know, I like to look at some Rorschach drawings. Table, yeah, let, yeah, let, yeah, let you know, let me connect with a deeper part of my brain. And right. I was looking through it, and I saw a particularly wide one, and I was like, "Is Zion Williamson broken for life? Is this wow? Is this just because let's 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 assess, right? Right. His games played right now, three years in, is." <laughs> Less than Anthony Davis. <laughs> Less than Anthony Davis, right? Uh, he's had bursts of of brilliance, but that's really about it. He hasn't like put together a series of games where he's looked amazing. The weight is a terrifying thing, right? This is this is not. And people look at Shaq and they look at Barkley and they think, oh, of course this is possible. Shaq specifically put on weight to deal with those centers, right? Shaq and was also six and a half inches taller than Yeah, Barkley. Shaq is also seven one. Zion looks big, is not tall. Alright? Well he is, he is, but not as tall as we think he is. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not as tall as he seems because you're watching a, a giant of a man, but not in the sense of height. He's not as tall as Anthony Davis. He's not no. as tall as Andre Drummond. He's not taller than Draymond Green, dude. Yeah, Draymond Green is 6'10". Zion is 6'8". No, he's not. <laughs> Draymond is 6'7". Zion is 6'6", I think. Oh, I thought it was 6'8", 6'7". Ah, whatever. That yeah. is not in NBA big man standards. That is not tall. No. However, he weighs more than most of these guys. His yeah. he, no, no. He, he doesn't weigh more than most of these guys. Only Rudy Gobert weighs more than him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Rudy oh, Gobert Rudy. is the biggest person uh, aside from... Wait, actually, I think Boban and Rudy Gobert. Sorry. It's probably Boban. So, it's probably Boban and Rudy Gobert are heavier than him. And I think Whiteside and one more person, who I'm now not remembering, are kind of in his weight range. So, they get to be around as heavy as him. But he's usually heavier than them. So, it's uh, it's a thing, yeah. dude. That is, oh, did you look it up? Did you look it up? I, I'm seeing an all-time list, so it's like Oliver Miller, Shaq. I'm looking for the wait. I'm gonna. I'm finding it. No, I'll keep talking about people. Yeah, please do. Uh, and how this is a is a, a whole thing. So we have actually seen careers stop because of certain small injuries, and they don't actually cause the bigger injuries. It's the recovery from those injuries and the things that they do to the body. That comp- overcompensate, undercompensate, whatever it will be, to contribute to new injuries that then change the equation again. So to straighten this out, imagine if you will, a very athletic, powerful player, but is so like muscular and it, like such a dynamo that it constantly n- means that he needs to eat a lot, and if he does, he gains weight because he just grows. He's just a muscular right. person. And that person breaks down with an injury. Well, if he walks weirdly for like four weeks, just shifting that weight onto one leg, I mean, human beings are not supposed to be at this pinnacle of athleticism, right? Like everybody here is like an F1 car at this point. If you're not exactly in that range doing the right things, You'll break, and what that what by that and that goes back to what I was saying earlier. So now, if you're walking weirdly and you're like 130 kilos, there's no human leg that's supposed to take 130 kilos. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that leg will then tear because the other leg is not compensating or balanced enough, and then now you have two legs that are sort of compromised, and then you come back again, and then something else happens, and yeah. When I heard about the whole like 
he walks weirdly thing. I started watching him walk and I didn't really see anything major crazy. But like, I was still like, yeah, he does walk a bit goofy. But like, it can't be a whole thing, right? And like, sure enough, every leg injury that this guy gets, first of all, they're all leg injuries. It's not like, he's yeah. not like Davis in this case. Because Anthony Davis just falls down a lot. Like, Anthony Davis is like narcoleptic, I feel. Like, he just falls asleep and falls flat or something. Like, the dude is constantly hitting the ground hard. I don't yeah. know what the fuck is up with him. So, what he does is he'll hurt his finger, he'll hurt his rib, he'll hurt his eyebrow, his like ear will bleed. I don't know. Something always happens to him. But it's not only because he's got some problem. Like, he, he just he's accident prone. Right. Zion is injury prone for a different reason. And that might be his weight, is what we're saying. That's on that note. Let me run you through the through the stats on this. So this is last year, but it has been updated since then. So I mean, you threw Rudy Gobert in here. He's not on the list. Oh, he's uh, not. Even. Okay. Yeah, at like number six, it's it's Julie Lokafor with two hundred seventy five pounds. Right. It is Robin Lopez at number five again, two seventy five. Yeah. Andre Drummond is two seventy nine. He's six foot eleven. So now I'm just gonna put these in 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 context. Uh, Andre Lopez Drummond is, is a seven. Foot, yeah, they're both seven. Six foot eleven, Andre Drummond is two hundred seventy nine pounds. That's called two eighty. Zion Williamson is two hundred eighty five pounds at six seven. Right, that's, that's crazy. Man. Above him is Taco Fall, seven foot seven at two eighty. At two eighty nine, well, he better be seven foot seven and two eighty. Yeah. I mean, at, like he is. He looks like a wiry nothing, but of course he's seven foot seven, so he's two eighty nine. Uh, and there's of course then Boban. Uh, who is uh, what? He's also seven five or something. Yeah, he's right? seven three seven four, I think. Yeah, uh, and he's two ninety. So right. there are there are people on this list. There's a guy on this list who's a full foot taller than Zion, and he's and is four heavier, pounds heavier. Two kilos. Yeah, yeah, two kilos heavier, man. That's crazy. In any that other case, a, he'd be fat, huh? Yeah, I mean, he is fat. There are times when he is genuinely... There are, there are pictures from preseason and there are pictures from the off-season where there's no other way to describe it. He is fat. There are, there are faces where his face does not look like an athlete's face. Say what you will about Charles Barkley. He was, he was chonky. He was big. But he wasn't... Like, he wasn't fat until, like, way late in his career. Yeah. Like his I think MVP Barkley seasons kept it under 265 huh, for the most part. I'll have to check that. But I remember that until like the later years, like those late, late highlights. Some, uh, then he started some looking team like Zion. USA or like shit. Rather, Zion started to look like him. Yeah. So some Team USA shit and all. Yeah, he looks like he's kind of let himself go. All of that. Like later Shaq. Like heat, heat Shaq and post Heat Shaq. That's a fat yeah. man. That's a That's yeah. a large fat man. True. But that's, they were in their 30s. You're Zion talking. is 22? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Man, I couldn't put on weight to save my life when I was 22. I'm not trying to compare, obviously. But that's crazy. At the start of the career, and of course the injuries screw up your exercise. So I'm not calling him lazy by any measure. No, not at I all. am not saying that this guy is, you know... Because um, I remember a lot of the... When he first came in and he was injured that season, there was lots of press about, oh, he's gone to New Orleans, he's enjoying Cajun food and all that shit. No, injuries slow down your fitness regimen. They they of course add to the weight that you have, but and I'm not I'm not I'm not even saying that you know maybe he's he's uh, digging in. I think he's just there's a certain metabolism that he has that if he isn't running at 110 percent in terms of fitness and in terms of um, playing time and in terms of training, I think this is what he will look like. And if those injuries continue, he ceases to be a good player. So it's yeah. this, it's this endless loop where oh he's been injured for two months so now it's two more months of recovery to get back to a playing weight, playing at that weight will cause more injuries. Indeed, this is this could be an endless loop for Zion, and that's terrifying because like when he's humming it's incredible to watch. I just don't know if we're going to see that for any reasonable stretch of time. Well, let's hope he goes the way of Steph Curry, who was like. Injured for two of his three hmm. beginning seasons, and then he became Steph Curry. So that that could be it. That could be it. I just think yeah. Steph had so Steph, Steph Curry had a singular was like, problem to solve. Yeah, but he realized that he he was not running well, 
and that was breaking his ankle or whatever. He was like injuring his ankle because of this running and whatever. He figured something out. Basically, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe Zion will figure it out. And uh, th- we want that because Zion yeah. is um, like he's like Giannis. Like you, the, I, I know we use the word freak and all, and it's it's kind of demeaning also. But it's also there's no other actual way to describe these guys. Like they can do things we don't, we can't imagine bodies doing it. Like we can't yeah. imagine ourselves doing anything. We don't know what is what they're capable of. Only they know, and sometimes even they don't know what they're capable. Like if if you told Yanis that he could make that dunk, he'd say, "Yeah, obviously I could make that dunk." But I don't know if he ever did, you know. And he would like he just like I saw Zion, and I was and LeBron was in the seats. This was one of his last Zion's last um, college games. He he blocked a three point shot at its apex. <laughs> so you know what that means, right? That yeah. means he had to jump. Above, above the basket. So his head has to be above the basket, and then his hand needs to be all the way up there, and he has to knock the ball hard out of the air, and yeah. he actually just spikes it into the crowd, like up in the air. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And I, I had to keep looking at that. And LeBron was like, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, I had, he had that look on his face. He's like, mm, maybe, I, maybe in when I was twenty-two, I could do that. Maybe. <laughs> and if you have LeBron James thinking there's something that you can do that he can't do in the basketball court, you're doing that's something insane. right. Yeah, that's insane. You know, so the, uh, I I I really don't think we can afford to have Zion like go down that route that you have in your mind. Um, check the results carefully of your next few Rorschach tests and report to us. Um, but I think it's very important now that we mentioned the number one pick and the number three pick from that very good draft. Yeah, yeah. To mention to. who could well be this, the, the best player in this draft if even if things don't work out, uh, if things work out well for these other guys that we mentioned, the number two pick, Ja Morant, can still be the best player of these three guys. Oh, so, absolutely. I don't think Ja Morant yeah. is making the superstar leap as we speak. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. He is currently averaging more than 30 points a game, six games into the season. I know. I know. We are making a very uh, big uh, overreaction here. But it's not just that he's scoring these points. It's how he's scoring them. It's when he's scoring them. It's his attitude. It's his control. It's his ability to take the game and bring it down to his level. And whatever that level might be, it's still an individual player controlling the pace of the entire game as a 22-year-old player. It's insane. Sid, just just one thing. You mentioned the how and the why of how he's scoring these points. I just want to discuss one of the most startling statistics I've seen um, this season, for sure. Uh, it, the the where of these points, right? So, I just want to run through a list. I'm going to go from bottom to top, right? Nikola Jokic, 14.4 points in the paint. He's at number four, right? Or uh, number three, however you want to play it. At number two is Giannis. With 15.2 points in the paint, right? And co-lead for the most points in the paint this season. Again, small sample size. It's fine. It's fine. Anthony Davis and Ja Morant at 16. All right. This is a point guard. All the people around him are fours and fives. Yeah. That's insane. He's insane. He's lethal. I, I mean, like, have you seen some of driving. these finishes? Yeah. Have you yeah, seen yeah. some of these? He's like, it's it's bizarre. It's Iverson. It's, it's like some of it, it's, some it's, of his Iverson. No, 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 no. It's Jordan esque. Like the the up there and under double flip. Yeah. True. The, there's only one other person that I've seen do that every game, and that's him. So. 
it's not even a weird comparison. You can actually look this up. They look the same when they're doing that one move. And Jordan's full five inches taller than this guy, by the way. Yeah. That's what... His so, size... He's got Iverson size. And that's why that's why I make that comparison because the handles and the drive and everything else. But to be... I think he's 6'1". Is Jamaran? Is he 6'2"? I think he's 6'2". Yeah. 6'2". So he's, bit, six he's a bit bigger two. than AI as well. Yeah, he's maybe an inch or two taller. Uh, he's definitely not as big as Westbrook, who would be, well, six not his four. contemporary, but, you know, in that same constantly driving, he's got or James Harden. Uh, jump. He's yeah, got so he's got Westbrook's speed. vertical. He doesn't have Harden's uh, size. Harden's much no. taller. Harden's about 6'4", six, 6'5". Yeah. Six, yeah. um, so to be doing what he's doing at his size is incredible. Look at all the people around him who do the similar kind of thing, like LeBron James you know, driving inside in his early, so, early sorry years. Sorry to go on a tangent, but sure. you know, you take De'Aaron Fox's pace and you give him Ja Morant's hops and Russell Westbrook might still be a better athlete than both of them and he's yeah. 10 years older than them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Russell Westbrook is... I mean, is Russell Westbrook is special, man. Is, seriously, we, we trash on Russell Westbrook all the time, but there's one thing you cannot take away from that dude is his insane athletics. His vertical... The way he is, like, that's the body type that Zion Williamson wants to aspire to, but will not achieve because Russell Westbrook is insane. You uh, cannot yeah. become Russell Westbrook. It's just not possible I mean, because Russell you have to drive Westbrook, yourself nuts. when he grabs a rebound, just flies down the court and launches himself into the net, basically. Yeah. It is it's insane unbelievable to watch. <laughs> that is, and that is a big man. It you know yeah. it feels because you're looking at in basketball when you're watching it on a screen you're looking at everything in comparison right so Russell yeah. Westbrook seems like a normal sized dude because he's running past an Anthony Davis or a Boban or a Rudy Gobert or a Luke, so or he feels yeah. like he's normal think of any friend you have who is six three and above and just rem- just imagine them sprinting down a court full sprint and then pulling off a vertical which would easily qualify you for the Indian high jump team at the Olympics. Oh, by mistake. Yeah. You would just like saunter in and if you could, if Russell Westbrook just sauntered into the Indian high jump team and did his worst jump, he would qualify for the Olympics. Yeah. That's, that's how, that's the kind of athleticism that these guys are throwing down. And it's yeah. insane for me. And Russell Westbrook is still a big guy for Jam Ryan to be doing at 6'2. Jam Ryan is Steph Curry size. <laughs> like that's, yeah, he's, that's the comparison. He's Steph yeah. Curry size. He is doing things that Russell Westbrook would be proud of in the yeah. paint. He is you bouncing against it. people who are six to seven inches taller than him, probably outweigh him by a hundred kilos and still getting buckets on him. That is insane. That is just nuts. It, it's it's frightening. Forget I mean, the skill. It's the physicality it's of it. Just wanted Jammer to explain Rantz, the... Jamarant's game against the Lakers, man. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. That had everything, man. Wow. That was a game and a half. I mean... He's... Anyway. This, I think, this I think guy, we're right on that one. Is, he's going to be special this year, man. Yeah, like, I just want to say... I just want to say that, you know, you, you made it sound like it might be a bit of a hot take. I don't think it's a hot take. To say that that Ja Morant might be the best player of that class, um, yeah. I I just I don't think he, it's it's nuts at all. Here's the hot take though. If he go, keeps going like this, I think by the end of next year he could surpass even Mitchell. Yeah, and Donald yeah. Mitchell's getting better by the way. It's not like Donald Mitchell Mitchell's good. standing yeah. around or something. And he's yeah. on a he's on a really good team. And, and always has a been. Playoff he has performer. Been for many years. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But like the way Jamarand is going up right now, it's it's in it's. I mean, he could be the next. He could be one of those guys that break into that tier with Luca. Like Luca's already broken into the superstar tier now. Yeah. Trey Young is kind of trying, and Mitchell is kind of trying. But like Look, Morant I- might like go past them and follow Luca right into it. Next. I think I think Trey Young is a superstar. I'll, I'll throw this out there. I think Trey Young is a superstar. I think so too. But like, yeah. it he needs to do it enough for another year to for us to be like, yeah, he's this yeah, one guy. more year for sure. I think and yeah, yeah. I mean every, every I mean with a superstar, you have to prove yourself every fucking year. I mean, look, I think Luka Doncic is gonna have a terrible year this year, or by his and standards. still be like twenty six. Yeah, 10, exactly. So I think by his standards, monster. he's gonna have a yeah. shit year. So he's already like. As soon as Jason Kidd got appointed, he's off my MVP thing. 
So I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably going to be Mavericks Embiid this are going to be absolutely tragic this year. Yeah, they're going to be bad. So it's probably going to be an Embiid MVP year. You know, they're finally going to give it to him. Uh, no, but, but Embiid's is... already injured in a way. So. Oh, fuck. God fucking damn it. Did you see I... what the Knicks did to the Sixers though? No, I, I haven't won, watched I think they won by 33 game. or something. Like, <laughs> basically, they all jumped on. Embiid got injured before the game before that. Something happened to his knee. He was really good. Then this game, he got pulled apart mercilessly. And uh, the Knicks have like actually got three or four centers. So they just kept jumping and they kept jumping and they kept blocking his shots. And you, you're uh. probably thinking, who blocks Embiid's shots? Well, apparently the Knicks do. So, <laughs> um, dude, it, 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 there's been so much that has happened in these six games. We just don't have the time. So I think <laughs> we should put a pin in it for yeah. now. Because we, didn't even, we, can, we, didn't even, we can just keep rambling. Yeah, we didn't have the time to cover the Lakers and the Nets and we'll do that. We'll do... Uh, whenever there's... We're just going to set a rule for the season. Whenever there's actual basketball to talk about, we're not going to talk about plot lines. We're going to focus on yeah. the bo- basketball. Promise. And then we have whenever, enough to hate on the court. Yeah. So, when, and whenever there's dumb shit, whenever basketball's on pause or no interesting games happen... By the way, just by the way, we didn't even get to talk about Steph Curry... Who just randomly hit like one foot shots? Who now just does yeah. shots on one leg? <laughs> There's just so much happening. I think so next for him is no legs. Obviously. Yeah, it's just flying yeah. through the air. Fuck it. Yeah. There's nothing left for Steph. All right. Uh, so we'll we'll keep that promise. When there's something happening on the court, we're not going to discuss the Nets, and we're not going to discuss the fucking Lakers and the for sure impending. Despite what his rap lyrics may say, the impending Dame Lillard trade or whatever the fuck else is going on. Well, his form gonna... needs to follow as well. <laughs> yeah. He's in a bit of a situation these days. It's going to happen. I'm just happy we didn't mention players from Philadelphia and Brooklyn respectively this podcast. Yeah, yeah, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't yeah. actually. And we are not going to jinx it proud. now. So very let's proud, just very. Play proud. Ourselves out. On that note, on that note of not having mentioned certain players, we will call it an evening. Thank you so much, Sid. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.